Welcome to the Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live healthier, happier, and more inspired. I so appreciate you being here, and I hope you like this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Emily Fenger. She is an integrative wellness coach. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about career transitions and this reflective time that the pandemic has given us. So Emily, thank you for coming on. Of course. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, so I want you to just tell us a little bit about you and yeah. what you're currently doing for work and how you got to this place. For sure. I am. Um, so I'm being called to tell you the long story. <laughs> and, and I think that is really important to get into, especially talking about career transition. So I went to University of Denver and graduated in 2010 with a degree in psychology and was able to find a job quickly after I graduated, which was hard during that time. And it was at Planned Parenthood as a medical assistant, which I never thought I would be a medical assistant. There was a lot of my career that I brought with me in that job. But then when it got into the nitty gritty of giving people shots and taking blood, I was like, this is not my jam. (laughs) I'm totally out of here. Um, And then I started working in PR and marketing because honestly, at that time, those were kind of the easier jobs to get easier using very loosely used because those jobs, the starting out the entry level jobs for that are the nitty gritty. There's the jobs that no one really wants. So I started doing that. I had just moved to New York after working at Planned Parenthood and living in Denver after graduating. So kind of just was like I had to pay the bills living in New York. So I worked with that, but my passion always lied with being in nonprofits. So I went back to that world. And I was working with seniors, teaching them technology, as well as working with young girls with um, wellness and really finding their unique voice. So it kind of came full circle, but using the skills that I had and the transparency from nonprofit to marketing PR to back to nonprofit, you are able to use skills that go with all of that. It's very Mm -hmm. tangible. So I um, was working at a nonprofit back here. So I went from Denver to New York City, back to Denver. (laughs) Well, COVID happened. So (laughs) I was a new mom. I had just lost my job and I was like, well, what's next? Do I continue on the trajectory of working in nonprofits? Do I go back to PR marketing? What am I going to do? I'm a Jill of many trades. And it was a lot of self-reflection. I think that's the best thing for me personally. And I hope that we all could find it from COVID was that we had to go inward. We were forced to listen to ourselves and we ourselves as beings that are always in motion, we were forced to have that intuitive dialogue and being able to really reflect on where we've come and knowing that it's not too late to start something new. And I think that is so scary sometimes. So I lost my job. I just had a new daughter. It was a really hard transition as a new mom, also having the isolation of Mm. not being able to 
go out in the world in the way that I was expecting and also losing my job during this time of transition that was already happening for myself as a parent. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of transitioning happening. And I had to go inward and look at myself and look at my story and the skills that I have built since graduating college and realize what, like, what do I want to do? This is the time that I can build something. This is the time that I was very fortunate that I, I have a partner who is, who's able to financially support us. And I think that's really important to look at when we do start something new, we don't want to start something new while putting ourselves in a financial rut, because that is not going to allow us to show up as our highest selves. So I was able to do that and went through training. And this is a very long (laughs) answer to your question, but I reframed a lot for myself. I looked at the skills that I've had from corporate, the corporate world and the skills that I built from nonprofits. And I decided to do something that I always wanted to do. And that was work with moms and work with moms in the capacity that we navigate the emotional landscape together. And I launched my business, Mindful Mama's Integrative Wellness, that helps moms realize that during a pandemic, being a parent is really hard. (laughs) And when there isn't a pandemic, being a parent could be really hard. So it has been something that has really blossomed. And I feel like I'm very grateful for my past experiences and various jobs and being able to really tune into the different skills that I now use as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. I love when the pieces just work together to help you carve the path. And I think divine timing is also really interesting. I feel like even if you're listening to this and like you're starting to think about a new job or a new idea, it's also about timing sometimes. Like sometimes things need time to manifest or sometimes you do need to gather up all these skills or get yourself to a place where you have time to sit and reflect on what you want so that it's super clear. I feel like the timing thing is super important when you're kind of transitioning too. But I love when you're able to take all the skills that you've learned over time and like create something with it. That hits home for me. So with COVID... There's so much symbolism in COVID. There really is. And I hope everyone has been able to find a silver lining in all this chaos that we were thrown into. Two things I want to touch on. We're in a society that is in motion all the time. Our world is going a million miles an hour all the time. And what happens when our world and these societal expectations can't follow suit? Everything's stopped. Mm-hmm. Like our society that tells us that we have to keep going just stopped with COVID. Like we, we didn't, we didn't know that's not a resource. That's not a plan that we're used to. And then also that through that motion and through always going, there is this underlying expectation of success that we have to keep going a million miles an hour to be successful. Mm -hmm. But when we couldn't, when we had to literally wake up and then just go to our home office or jump on a Zoom call, and that wasn't the way that we're used to. We're used to like running to meeting to meeting with our phones, answering emails at the meeting, all this stuff. And so we had to redefine what success meant for us. And also looking back to the concept of time that we had to sit with ourselves and be like, okay, so what are our boundaries right now when it comes to the time that we have and the energy that we're producing? Are we really being fulfilled by this moment? 
And I think that we had all these external, usually these external expectations on us. And we're always looking at external boundaries, but we were forced to reflect on our internal boundaries and the timing mm-hmm. that we had. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, everyone kind of had to set some boundaries in one way or another, like throughout this past year, whether it was with a partner or their work relationship or themselves. Um, I feel like it was definitely the year of boundaries and yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much, so much to say with that. I also think what's interesting is making sure to set up your environment, like for success too. We were talking about a little bit earlier, like it's a reflection on your environment and how that's affecting you and what you want. So it's like, is your home like a place that's conducive to you to work really well? Or what do you need from this time? What do you need to be, you know, your most successful self or your highest self? I think there's just so many things to think about with this time. Like, what do you want from your career? What's going to fulfill you? What's also going to help you pay the bills? If you don't have a partner to lean back on, like, how are you going to build out your creative endeavor with the support financially. I think there's so many things to think about. I think that's such an important concept to touch base on because back to, I guess, this underlying concept of success and what that looks like and reflecting on creating our own definition. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we work, we have this mindset already that we have to completely put ourselves into our job. And because of that, sometimes our quote unquote passion projects get pushed to the wayside because we're like, well, that's going to be something that we do part-time or that's something I'm going to only have four hours to give dedication to during the week. Because if you have a career that you feel like you have to stick with because of the financial benefits that it gives you, which are amazing in that we have to be honest with ourselves. We need to make money to sustain our lives. Yeah that we still deserve the time to create opportunities for us to fill up what we love to do, what sets our souls on fire, because who knows when that could potentially become a full-time gig for us. Yeah. You shouldn't ignore what real, what you really love and give yourself the opportunity to have those passion projects and to be able to bring yourself with you to whatever career you have. Volunteer your own time to yourself, basically, is what I like to say, because we look at our resumes as such an opportunity to paint a picture of ourselves. But we also should be giving ourselves the time to build something that we are proud of. And then in essence, we have the opportunity to one day make that our full-time career. But we have to build those skills first. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you said something really great that I want to touch upon of like bringing yourself to your job and also with your passion projects, how those can, you know, come from your direct experiences. I know you have something to say for both of those things. So do you want to start with the first one about bringing yourself to your job and then also having this passion project that is directly related to your experiences? Yeah. So Um, One thing that this is bringing up for me, one thing that I didn't mention earlier that I am a realtor. So I do have a quote unquote traditional job. (laughs) We need to address that. I mean, that's real. And that I do have a job that gives me a little more um, income than my other businesses, but that I bring myself as a meditation teacher, as a holistic practitioner into real estate. 
which is very different than a lot of the ways that real estate is approached. So it's giving these opportunities to really find the self and whatever we do. People want to work with you when you're authentic. And the way that you are authentic is by being true to what sets your soul on fire. Where are your passions? Being able to bring your unique voice to whatever you do. So if it is your side gig or your full-time gig, how can your voice be heard that you're giving personality to what you are doing? And in essence, that is setting you aside and apart. That's highlighting you. People are going to remember when you bring yourself with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely your trademark. Your authentic self is what people remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you speak to something with like truth and passion, it definitely is people see you're lit up. They see that fire from you and they can see it. And that makes them want to work with you because like passion is attractive. Yeah, definitely. So it's interesting that I, I didn't mention the real estate side to begin with, because that is not, <laughs> I don't want to say that's not what sets my soul on fire, but I want to be remembered by my passions. Yeah. I, when I work with someone in real estate or a mom through my integrative wellness business, they know me, they get to know who Emily is. And I think that's so important because we only have this one life. So how are we fulfilling this time that we have right here? And we spend 80, 90% of our time with our work and with our careers. So if you're looking to transition into a new career, how can you take your skills in from everything that you do in your life, from your corporate skills, your business skills, your passion, your interests, the skills that you learn in society just by being a person? How can you bring that all with you and have it packaged up that you can make a difference in the career that you decide to go for? Yeah. And I, I love that you said like you've done all the things. And I think that's so important because I remember really going through that and thinking it was bad to do like all these different types of jobs. But I really think it just gives you so many skills. And then when you're able to translate those skills into like another profession or another career, it's not a waste. You know, it's not a waste to try something new or start a different job that's not the same as what you used to do. Like I used to think it was like super taboo to go do other things, but it's definitely normal and okay. And a lot of people go through this. Like, I feel like there's so many people that transition at some point in their life, like career burnout is normal and it's real. And I just want to shine some light on that too, because like, you don't have to do the same job your entire life. Yeah. And you don't need to do the same job at the, like one job at one time, you can have various part-time gigs and you could be okay with that. And I'm actually working with a client right now in reframing and the cognitive concept that we can be an active part of our thought process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important with career transition because you're right. There's a lot of times that we look at like, well, I started this job or this career. I did this industry and now I'm doing something else. What are people going to, how's that going to look? First of all, how does that feel? Mm-hmm. That should feel good. Like you should spend your time doing something that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And if you are transitioning jobs, if you're changing industries, reframe that. Don't think of it as for it's a heavier word, but don't think of it as a failure. Think of it as an opportunity to bring different skills with you. 
Yeah. And back to the concept of being authentic with yourself. I mean, we build these resumes, we apply for these jobs and for you to be able to share your story and why you chose different industries to build up who you are as a person. Because when we leave this world, we're taking ourselves with us. We're not taking our jobs with us. Like, how are we building ourselves up as what's, what does our character look like? And I feel like that is the most lasting impression that you can give to someone that is interviewing you. Yeah, I agree with you. That's such a good point to bring up. And I love the whole concept on mindset and reframing your thoughts. Cause I think there's a lot there, you know, like having a growth mindset, even if you start a new career, like giving yourself the okay to be a beginner and to learn and to get better. Um, I think that's really valuable too, is like, if you're starting something new and you're not going to be an expert at it from day one, like giving yourself that grace and that allowance to, you know, own your skills and get better, I feel like it's really important too. Definitely. And if you are looking to get into like an alternative route that you get certified in various things, you could totally do that. For example, I've been talking to someone who is a teacher and I'm a teacher, like what skills do I bring into coaching or whatnot? And it's, being able, you're a teacher. I mean, it's, you're teaching people how to better themselves already. So looking at those nuggets of different characteristics from one position that have similarity to the next. Yeah. And I think highlighting those is so important. Giving yourself the grace, like you're saying, to start somewhere new, but knowing that you might be starting something new, but you're also very skilled in various, various different positions and jobs that you're able to bring that with you. You're already building something, even if it's from a job that you might be leaving. Yeah. I love that. I also want to talk a little bit about how you got to the place to like jumpstart and say, okay, I'm going to do real estate. And then also the jumpstart of like, okay, I'm going to coach women. I know you have personal experience from this. So tell me a little bit about like both jobs, how you transitioned into each one and like what you drew from to get started. Yeah, I, I love that question. I think that back to what you were saying before, and I think it's important that I was really scared of starting something new. I was scared of being the newbie and like, who was I to be a newbie? (laughs) Like, I think again, like we put these, these expectations on ourselves from society. And so hopefully this answers your question, but I very specifically was looking at my daughter playing and she was just having, getting so much joy out of playing with, I think she was like, it was a book or something very simple. And I looked at her and I was like, she just has so full of joy without expectation, without judgment, getting so happy off the simplest thing. I deserve that. Like, (laughs) and so that made me I looked at her and I was like, so I want to make her as proud as I am in this moment of just seeing her explore her, her world really. And I had always, I've been meditating for the past decade. I have had my own practice. And then I got into being mindful of these different practices back about 14 years ago. And I just stopped thinking about what was holding me back. And I started focusing on what I had to share. And I think that's a really important piece of mindfulness for you. 
also kind of circling back to bringing your authentic self and I'm fine sharing this. I had really bad postpartum depression and anxiety. And when you get into those periods of darkness in your life, you hope for the light at the end of the tunnel, but we also have to realize that light is within us. So I started my real estate career as well as mindfulness, because obviously I'm working with moms came from this place of how can I help others find home within themselves and then being able to connect within so we could connect without hesitation or without limitations of how we bring ourselves into the world. And that's really what sparked it. Just seeing Molly play with her, playing by herself really and exploring, but also realizing that those feelings that we have as children that unfortunately are dimmed sometimes because of the expectation of success and what that has to traditionally look like. We've all had those feelings of just living without, without fear, without having to be defined by a job that we think society puts on us because there's a certain definition of success. So I just dove into it and I really, I just did it. I know so, I know that sounds kind of cliche, just like being telling everyone that's listening, just do it. And I'm like a Nike commercial, but <laughs> I think it's so true. Whatever is holding you back, find the lesson in that and bring that with you, bring that forth, that, that energy that is full of intimidation and hesitation. How can you turn that into motivation? And it's really, um, that's what happened with me. I was always afraid of really showing, um, what I felt success was and not what other people were telling me it was. And when I was able to listen to that dialogue that I was having with myself, because going back to COVID, I had to, those voices, that in, intuition was so loud because I had nowhere else to, I didn't have any distractions. So I was able to be like, okay, what am I going to do? And what am I going to do now for myself? And what's the next best thing for me? And it's become this business that I'm very proud of. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So many good things in there. I <laughs> especially got chills when you were talking about going through that hard time. And because I feel like when you experience something that's really difficult, it like almost makes you want to give back to help others. And that's really powerful. So I think, you know, if you've gone through a difficult experience and you feel like you've learned like some deep soul lessons from that, like there's something wrong with wanting to share that and help other people. I think that's especially great work because it's like directly connected to your own struggle. So yeah, I love when people can find like purpose in their work from like their direct experiences. Yeah. And I think in life itself, we are beings that are so longing for connection. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I don't want to just keep going back to COVID, but it's something that's really big right now, but we weren't able to have that connection with other people. So we had to find the connection within. And then through that came this desire to help each other. I mean, we saw a lot of hardship this past year and being able to know that we all have stories to share that allow people to know that they're not alone. And I think that's also when it comes to career struggle, like how can we find a connection with someone else and through that organically benefit from it really like knowing we're not alone and that people also 
all go through transition that we're able to find the strength of what is next for us and have the confidence that we will get there. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, I love that you said like blocking out the distractions and the noise, because Mm -hmm. I really do agree with you that like our traditional lives, like before COVID were very noisy and very distracting. And there was always so much going on, but when we had to like sit down and not have all of that, not have all the distractions, like we had to reflect on maybe goals that we put aside or passions that we really wanted to nurture. And it was like no better time than to like be creative and figure out how to launch something. And I, I really love like how fulfilling it is for you. And like, I can hear it and I can relate to you because I feel like passion projects are so fulfilling in a way that's almost even hard to describe. They're just, they're, they're like having a child or like Mm -hmm. having a like exciting thing to work on. And I also love that you're just, yeah, well, be afraid, but do it anyway. Like just do it kind of. I loved that. I thought that was so good. And I think with that, we didn't have that external noise as much as we do. We had the opportunity to ask ourselves some really hard questions. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to what we do 80, 90% of the time, sit down with yourself and really like, I mean, I always tell my clients to meditate through hard feelings and conflicts with the self, but ask yourself if what you're doing feels good for you. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be what other people are saying is right for you, but does it feel good to you and for you? Are you able to look back and reflect on if you're being fulfilled by these things that we spend our energy on? Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to go back to like the just do it mentality because you don't know until you try. So like you, you can't really know if something is going to work for you if you don't actually get your hands dirty, like put your feet on the ground and start trying it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I was talking to a friend recently that she was interested in many things, which is great because obviously from this conversation, it's obvious that so am I, but the greatest thing I think that we could do is know what our goal is. Where do we want to go? And then enjoy the process. So the mentality of just doing it, just go forth, do what feels good, what feels right for yourself, but being able to let go of being afraid, which is a very loaded thing to say, (laughs) but being able to, like you're saying, you're never going to know unless you do it. And then allowing yourself to have the opportunities of transformation of whatever, wherever you started, you have an end goal in sight. It doesn't have to be the route that you thought you were going to take to get there, but knowing that it's all going towards something that you're passionate about waking up every day and doing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that you talked about joy before, like seeing your daughter be joyful and you're like, I want that, you know, (laughs) Um, and like excitement and genuine like interest. Like those are all such like wonderful things. And, you know, again, you can have like a job where like, at least you bring some of yourself to it and then you get to play with your passion project. I really want to talk a little bit about like just trusting yourself and the fear for a second because I feel like that's a common theme for people of you know fear is going to come up anytime you try something new because your brain likes familiarity and your brain is 
going to be scared. Like you're going to be scared if you're doing something new. It's, it's natural. And I feel like, you know, it's about allowing yourself to do it anyway, or work through the fears or understand the fears. Like why are the fears coming up? So if you want to talk a little bit about how you got through your fears and just went for it. (laughs) Definitely. So what's coming up for me to um, address that question is as a breath coach, I dive deep into the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And with our sympathetic nervous system, that is putting us really in fight or flight, but it's reframing that fight or flight could be a very positive thing. (laughs) Being able to reframe how we're looking at the energy, the same energy that's produced when we're fearful of something and using that to repel us forward. Right. Being afraid to start something new or to transition is a really, it's a real fear that deserves to be acknowledged, but being able to really know that what we're afraid of really is what is most worthwhile. Like, so if we don't allow ourselves to just do it or to be able to put ourselves in these conflicts and comfortable feelings ever so often, we're not allowing ourselves to grow. And going back to the passion projects, they give us the opportunity to navigate and explore that fear. And how can we reframe that into energy that is actually allowing us to tackle a task or take on something new and work with that? And also through fear, when you do it and when you accomplish something, the pride that that adrenaline produces is so worth honoring and celebrating. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also like, you will never know if you don't go for it. Like, yeah. I mean, you will seriously just like, especially the things that are persistent. I feel like a lot of times when we have these passions, they'll stick with us for a long time. They won't go away very easily. Like you can try to like shove them down and be like, okay, well not now. No, but I, I feel like the ones that are very true to like our soul's purpose, whatever you want to call it is, is something that will stay with you. It'll always like bug you or nudge at you or like keep whispering to you. So it's almost like the ones that are hard to ignore are worth, you know, tackling those blocks and the fear. And I also think there's a lot of, like you said, like there's some cognitive things that we can work through with understanding fear and where it's coming from. I think when we're stuck, it's important to explore why we're stuck or why like what programming or what conditioning have we absorbed that's actually the reason that we're blocked or stuck you know yeah definitely this is like probably gonna get way too heady so I've been working with a mom on what's called the mother wound oh it's how we carry our ancestral trauma with us yeah we're conditioned to feel a certain way about how we're parenting or how we're getting a job done and being able to reflect on that root cause Mm -hmm. and to go deeper into leaning into that feeling instead of working against it and learning from it. Fear is caused by something, right? So is that rejection that we're initially feeling is that in the same sense, I guess, not being successful, like where is that fear coming from? Mm. And once we're able to look at the energy around fear and how that physically is carried within our bodies, 
we're able to find the lesson. So if it's around projection, let's dive deep into what that looks like for someone or not being successful. Let, let's look at that. Let's reflect on that and breathe through it. And then we're able to find where that comes from, work with it and use that to explore something new. I mean, I, I feel like there could be so much fuel from that, but we just stop at fear. We don't go the we don't dive deeper into it to see where that is actually coming from and what causes that and how we could use that to learn something new, either about our, ourselves or about society. I work with a lot of emotional clearing methods that we're able to take that emotion, let it go, but not, not forget about it. Because I think there's lessons in any of our emotions, especially when it comes through a transitional time. Yeah, absolutely. I think the lessons that were on my path or that like I still kind of am trying to like understand are like around anxiety's purpose. Cause like mm -hmm. I had like terrible anxiety years ago like, to the point where I was like paralyzed. So it's interesting to understand that all these different emotions and feelings are something to work through instead of being frozen by them, like fear, anxiety, those rough feelings. Like they're usually to help us get back to ourselves or it's like something is off when you're feeling anxiety or maybe it's just like the patterning there's so much to it but it's really important to learn from it like you said mm -hmm. I when I was meditating this morning something that came up to me for me is I am human I, I'm I'm human so like what does that look like so talking about anxiety when we're able to address that we all are anxious at one time or another we're able to almost release a little bit of that because we know that we're not alone and the only one feeling that emotion ever. And I think that when we realize that we could connect with someone next to us or someone walking down the street, because we've all felt similar emotions, I think that's what allowed me to go forward, honestly, with my business, because yeah. I think that when we're able to know that's a universal emotion, especially when starting something new, we're able to work with it. We're able to admit to it, hey, I, I'm really anxious of starting something new. I'm anxious of putting myself in the different position, stepping outside of my comfort zone. But knowing that whoever you're talking to, whoever you're working with, also has felt that. And yeah. I feel like that makes the conversation even stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And also like releasing shame. I feel like there's a lot of imposter syndrome that comes with starting something new. Like who am I to do this? We definitely get in our heads when we try to do something different and like break outside of our usual. Yeah. And I was, I actually had that conversation with my husband, um, a little while ago, I am launching a mindfulness, um, program. So I'm building an app with, or a program with this app that is a pretty big app that moms use through prenatal and postnatal, um, fitness. And when I was asked to do it, I was like, well, I turned to my husband. I was like, well, who am I to do this? This is like bigger than I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I'm launching small support groups here in Colorado this spring and summer, but this app is going to be accessible to anyone, no matter where they are. And that's a little intimidating to me. And he, he was like, you're you period. <laughs> like, You are you, you have gone through the training, you have the voice. You're allowing people to connect with themselves. You don't need to go deeper than that. You don't need to dissect who you are or look at yourself under a microscope. 
you are you and what you have to share is beneficial and deserves to be heard. And that's to everyone listening. Like I, if that was one thing you could take away from this, you are you, you deserve to be heard and you deserve to fulfill yourself in this life that you lead. It's so important. Yeah. And if it excites you, it excites you for a reason. So yeah, love that. Yeah. So um, just to wrap up, I know you started to mention some of your offerings. So tell me like exactly what your favorite thing to offer clients is. I know you offer a little bit of a variety, but tell me how you work with everyone in your business. Yeah. So um, my business, the one that is really near and true to my heart outside of the real estate um, and what I am growing right now is Mindful Mama's Integrative Wellness. And what that um, offers is one-on-one support for moms that are either pregnant, going through motherhood. I have programs for moms of loss. That's very important for them to get the support that unfortunately sometimes does go overlooked because it's hard to navigate that with someone, but they deserve that support more than anyone. Um, So I have these programs. Birthing the mother is for moms that are pregnant um, and really connecting with their changing bodies and their emotional landscape, as well as the shockers of motherhood that goes through the energy that is produced just by being a mom and really being able to dive deep into back to what we were talking about, like our root chakra, our heart, being able to really connect with that, as well as this program for moms of loss and healing the mother wound back to our ancestral traumas and making sure that we are really working with what we're conditioned with to our best benefit. And so I offer those one-on-one virtually. I will have these programs also available in persons for small group in Colorado. And yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. They start with these different, like these four buckets of programs, but it's really building out mindfulness programs that are personal to the mom. Oh, I love that. And I feel like it's really needed. I think motherhood is so crazy for some moms. It's like (laughs) your body is changing, your hormones, your mood. It's such a big adjustment and transition. So I agree that like moms really need support with that. Thank you. It's really like, and we dive deep into, like, I'm not a therapist. I am a life coach. That is the program that I went through and it's diet. And with being a meditation teacher and a breath coach, it's bringing mindfulness to them. It's these pockets of time that they are making sure they're making a date with themselves to be mindful because being able to fulfill ourselves and fill up our soul's cup, we're able to give more of that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Carving out the time is a big one. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so awesome to chat with you and I love all of the wisdom that you shared. So yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Hey friends, thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.